May 1st, 2019. I'm Ron Scharf. I'm Avi Kaufman. And this is Accent Insights. Quite a few new properties on the market this week. We're in the thick of the spring season. Let's dive right in. 19 Harris Street, Unit 2. This is a three-bedroom, three-full-bathroom condo, prime area of Coolidge Corner. It's kind of in between Coolidge Corner and Brookline Village, and 1,531 square feet. And this was a 2011 gut renovation. Ron, you know all about this one, don't you? I happen to know all about this one because I built it, um, and I live upstairs. So this is my baby. Uh, I love this child. It, uh, it was my first development project. I can say without hesitation, the neighborhood is amazing. The block is amazing. The unit is great for what it is. It's two bedrooms upstairs, two full bathrooms upstairs, one bedroom downstairs with a full bathroom in the basement. Um, it has a parking spot and it has the farmer's porch in the front is assigned to this unit. So it's really very pleasant in many ways. Um, I will say, you know, when you send your child away to school and they come back a little different than you sent them, the current owner of this unit did change something uh, that I don't love. Uh, she took part of the family room in the basement and turned it into a giant walk-in closet. So when we built it, um, it was a really nice family room hangout space that you came down the stairs to. And now it's quite small. It's a great closet she's got there. But, um, you know, I, I think people should know that that was not how it was originally designed. And if you're looking for more hangout space, it's there. You just have to lose the giant walk-in closet. It's good to know that was added. So at least it's easy to change if someone doesn't need uh, that much closet space. Exactly, exactly. So it is there. If that's how you like it, uh, great. But if you wanted, you know, again, someplace to send your kids and have them out of the way and not in the formal space, it's also there. Um, what, you don't put your kids in the closet? Uh, depends on the circumstances. Uh, but we don't talk about that because social services might be listening. Um, so anyway, but I will say that there is a rule that you have to be extremely nice to move into this unit. Um, we've, we've been blessed with some very lovely neighbors and uh, we're hoping we're hoping that continues. So uh, hope 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 we get a great buyer down there. Um, I think one of the one of the problems that that our neighbor might have uh, coming on this week, as she did, is that there is another unit in a similar price point at one eleven Crown and Shield Road, um, which is another great complex. And Avi, I think you sold something there last year, right? Yeah, just in just in November, I sold a beautiful unit in this Crown and Shield. This is the St. Aidan uh, complex, which is actually three separate associations under one master association. This part of it was built new in 2008, and it's they're gorgeous. They're, they're nice, modern uh, townhomes. This one is a second and third floor, uh, which is great. Um, lots of light. Uh, it's three bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms, including a master bath. It has... 1,777 square feet. They're asking 1,369,000. So, you know, 70,000 more than Harris Street. It does have two garage spots. It's an underground garage that services the whole, the whole complex that's under the, under the courtyard, actually, uh, and, and goes out onto Pleasant Street. And, you know, there was a lot of buzz at this one. Um, you know, I think this one, just based on the number of people that I was bumping into at the broker tour, uh, I think this one is going to go pretty quickly. Uh, there were even, you know, people whispering questions to the listing agent, like, "Oh, can we put an offer before the weekend?" And I think she said they prefer to wait. But uh, there is a lot of buzz on this. 
Yeah, it is, it, and it's clear why. And I, and you know, again, as much as I love the unit on Harris Street, it has certain inherent limitations that Crown and Shield doesn't have, right? Crown and Shield does have those two parking spots in the garage, and it it is on the higher floor. It's you know, it's the second and third floor instead of the first floor basement. So when you know, we've talked about this a number of times at prior podcasts. When you have two units that come on the market on the same week um, in a similar price point, they are going to attract the same buyers. And you know, sometimes as nice as one of them is, if it compares unfavorably to the other, um, it's going to help the second one. I think Harris is going to help Crown and Shield because if people think, well, Harris for one three or Crown and Shield for one three seven, you know, I'm getting more light, I'm getting two garage, I'm getting you know two. Um, two zones of heat and AC, just so you just get more, I'm getting 200 more square feet, right? So, so crown and shield is going to look like a relative bargain. And conversely, Harris might not look as good as it would if it had come on by itself. So it'd be interesting to see how this one goes. I think you and I are both in agreement that crown and shield is probably going to get more excitement. And, and that's fine for me, as long as Harris gets the right buyer. <laughs> a nice person. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> But, you know, so interesting, you know, we've talked about this also. Another unit that came on today was uh, 106 Thorndike Street, Unit 1, which has some similarities to Harris Street. It is also a relatively new construction, a new renovation. It is first floor and basement. This one's got four beds, two and a half baths. Harris has three beds, two and a half baths. But this one is 2,700 square feet. So, you know, in some ways similar and in, in some ways very different. Right. And this one on Thorndike Street is a, almost a thousand square feet more. Uh, the price per square foot, very attractive. But again, you need to have an extra $400,000 uh, to sort of be in this range. So, you know, it might be more people who are looking in this range for at 106 Thorndike Street. Maybe they see this and they appreciate the more space and, and th- they want to go for that. Or they might in their heads be thinking, of the trade-off between this and you know, saving some of their cash and going for one of the, either Harris Street or Crown and Shield uh, and a little less space. Um, but this is a gorgeous one. It, it's a relatively recent renovation as well, only a few years old. It's master bedroom on the main level, but then you go down to the lower level, there's three bedrooms down there, uh, another bathroom, and another another family room. And it's sort of L-shaped, which makes the, the space very usable if you want to have multiple sort of spaces down there, like a, a play area and another play area or an office or something. So I, I think it's an interesting one to watch. And uh, we'll see how the interplay between these three affects each other. Right, agreed, and you know it's funny because for some people the three the three bedrooms down the basement is is going to be a negative. Look, if you if you need that fourth bedroom, this is the only unit that's going to satisfy you. But but again, it's it'll be interesting to see as you say how they play against each other because if you if you come here and you can can live with three bedrooms, you might go to Crown and Shield and say, well, wait a minute, this one's all above ground with the garage, more light, um, similar you know newness, and uh, I, I save some money in my pocket, and okay, I don't have that extra bedroom. Room, but um, I save a fair bit of money and I, I get more light and possibly um, you know something I enjoy more. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. Now, something interesting. So these are all condos. They're all sort of feel like townhouses or, or part of a house. And for a lot of people, that's a compromise with living in Brookline is that at this price range, this is what you can afford. Uh, you end up going to a condo, even though many people might prefer a single family house. There is a single family house that came on the market this week, 209 Clark Road for $1.45 million. And, you know, it's, it's not the same neighborhood. This is Fisher Hill, uh, but it's still right in the northern part of Brookline. Three bedrooms, 
two full one half baths, two thousand forty six square feet. Uh, so, so you know that might also, even though it's a single family and, and a little different neighborhood, that might also uh, be in the mix for for a lot of people considering these options. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be excited about this. I mean, you don't normally see, you don't often see a, a single family house coming on, you know, at under. 1.5. Look, there are compromises on this. It is small. It's only three bedrooms. Basement's not finished. Um, It's on the train, right? And some people are just going to say, I can't do it. And some people are going to say, no problem. You know, it it tends to be people come from New York, (laughs) places where there are subways. They're not even phased at all. Uh, I think this house was relatively quiet when the train came by. Although, you know, when someone came in, I would encourage them to stand there and and be conscious and see if it would, you know, if if the train going by is something that would bother them or not. Um, but here it is. It's a single family house. And that is really rare. And for some people, that's, that is the be all end all. It, it is interesting. I mean, give the, give the listing agent credit, right? She priced it at 145. I don't think she's thinks it's going to go for that price. Um, and she's kind of hinting in the, in her remarks where she wants it to go because, you know, her, her second sentence, you know, her remarks say rare find in Fisher Hill, adorable colonial under 2 million. Now really it's under one, one five, right? So I think she's hoping that mentioning 2 million in the description is going to get people to think, well, that's really where the price should be. So that'll be interesting to see if that works out for her. It is, it's a, it's a very nice house and someone's going to really want it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, um, something else to mention about this is advertised in the remarks, lead paint compliant and move-in ready. Um, so so I haven't seen the lead paint disclosures yet. They're not uploaded yet. Uh, but something that you should generally do when you're looking at a house, if this is something of concern to you, is uh, go to the lead safe home search, which is a database run by the state. Now, in this house uh, in particular, it says there was a comprehensive initial inspection in 2004 and hazards were found then. The state doesn't have the mitigation uh, recorded in the database yet. You know, the, the database is not uh, 100% or foolproof, uh, but it is something worth checking. And so if that's of concern to you, you should uh, make sure to get those documents, which of course they're required to give you um, because it's not recorded uh, in, the, in the state database. Right. A hundred percent. And it's, it's funny. It's one of those things. The reason people don't test for lead obviously is because if, if it's found to be, you know, the, the reason Brookline or anywhere in Massachusetts has this game where people say, I don't know if the house has lead when of course, if the house is older than 19, mid 1970s, it has lead, but we get to say, I don't know if you haven't tested it because once you've tested it, the tester has to report it and it does go on the database. So it's a little surprising that if they if they did get it mitigated as they claim in the remarks that they didn't go back to the to the state and say here's our mitigation proof. So yes, as you say, you know, make sure you look at it carefully uh, if that's something that's important to you. Yeah. And you know, the, also you should check the date. Um, the lead certificate, the lead mitigation plans, they're only good for as long as they're maintained. Um, it doesn't mean that all the lead paint is out. You know, we should do another podcast specifically about lead paint at some point, because it actually, the details of this uh, get really interesting. And uh, um, the details really make the difference on these sort of things. They do. And it's not often something you can, you have a choice. It's not, it, it doesn't happen very often that you have two units on the market at the same time. One is lead you know, mitigated or, or deleted or anything. And the other one is not, but it is interesting to know because people do make marketing claims and, and buyers should know what they mean. Thanks so much for joining us this week. I'm Ron Scharf. I'm Avi Kaufman. And this has been Accent Insights. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us at info at accentbrookline.com. And if you've been enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave us a five-star review and let your friends know. That's all for now. 